This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 27 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Horse Husbands, a 12-step program. This episode of Stable Scoop comes with a warning. It consists of four horse husbands sitting around talking about what it's like to be married to horsewomen. If you are a horsewoman, consider yourself warned. This is a testosterone-filled zone. On the other hand, if you are a horse husband, sit back with an adult beverage and enjoy. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. Bring you the news through hell, hot water While using their tails as their own fly swatters Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop My name is Glenn the Geek And I have been a horse husband for over 20 years um, my name is Jeff Wells, and I've been a veterinarian doing mostly equine practice for uh, 21 years. Uh, my name is John McGraw, and I've been a horse husband and a horse father for over 21 years and am still trying to survive it. I'm Greg Tryon. I've been a horse husband over 13 years and dated four years prior to that, so I should have learned something. <laughs> Should have figured it out then. Yeah. yeah, you had four years to bail out. I don't know what your excuse is, Greg. <laughs> hey, welcome everybody to the Horse Husbands episode of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Before we learn a little about the horse husbands that are with us tonight, I, I want to read a poem that I found that I think really sets the stage for this show. And obviously, you can tell that Helena, my co host, is not here with us today. She's, uh, this was basically a no women allowed show. This is all just horse husbands talking about what it's like to be. Married to horse women, and uh, I think Jeff also, as a veterinarian and wrote a book on horse husbands, will be able to give us uh, some unique insight as well at the dealing with horse husbands on veterinary calls, which should be interesting. But I, I, the reason we're doing this show is it sort of follows up our Valentine's episode last week, where we talked about dating and all of that. And then next week, our wives are going to be on talking about us. So next week, they'll, they'll be able to get their revenge. I thought about that after and thought it would have been better for us to go last, I think. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, listen to this poem, and th- it just describes everything that we live. It's called A Horse Husband's Lament, and here it goes. My wife, she has a quarter horse with flaxen mane and tail. She thinks he is the finest thing that ever jogged a rail. She calls him Dandy Darling, and if the truth I tell, that fancy pampered quarter horse has made my life pure hell. My wife, she used to cook for me and serve it up with champagne. Now she'd rather feed that horse and fix his special grain. She rides him every morning and grooves him half the night. The last time that she kissed me was just to be polite. He dresses better than I do with matching wraps and ties. My wardrobe's so neglected now that I... now. Now that I attract the flies. One day my wife was shopping. She was down at the mall. 
and fancy pampered dandy was just standing in his stall. He looked so smug and sassy that I began to grin. I'd saddle that fat sucker and take him for a spin. I've wondered ever since if clues I gave he might have misconstrued. For when I climbed aboard that horse, he rightly came unglued. He bucked and spun and snorted fire and threw me through a fence. I saw big stars, and there are six teeth I ain't heard from since. My wife came home and saw me just lying in the dirt. She rushed up to her horse and asked him, Sweetheart, are you hurt? She'd scratched his nose a little bit, and memory galls me yet. She left me lying in the mud and ran to call the vet. (laughs) So doesn't that just describe it? Perfectly. (laughs) It's it's basically what happens when you become a horse husband. Now, if you become a horse husband after, in other words, she's not a horsewoman when you met, then I think that's even worse because you 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 didn't have those warning signs early on. But uh, let's introduce everybody and say hi to everybody. Jeff Wells is the author and veterinarian. Uh, he wrote a book called A Veterinarian's Handbook for Horse Husbands, and he has a website called equinehusbands.com. Hi, Jeff. How are you? I'm good. And yourself? Good. Now, you're in Colorado, right? Yep. We're in the foothills of uh, Colorado, just outside of Denver. Good. Cool. And you are, you're a horse husband. You both ride a little bit, I guess. We both ride a little bit. You bet. You bet. We, uh, we have a couple of mules right now and a miniature horse. Well, there's a combination for you. Yeah. <laughs> so you ride the mules, I guess. We do. We trail ride the mules. They're, uh, they're really good. They're really sure-footed. You know, they're actually, mules are becoming very popular in fox hunting now, of all things. They, they are. Yeah, yep. they can jump well and uh, do well. Now, you've how long have you been a vet? Uh, 21 years. And you've been a large animal, small animal, or both? You know, when I first started practice, I did kind of a little bit of everything. I've mostly just uh, done equine in the last 10 or 12 years. Really? Yep. Yep. So, so you, lots of lots of experience with equine husbands. Yeah, I bet, and especially when their wives aren't around. That that is the problem. And that was uh, years ago. I uh, some uh, some husbands started to say, you know, you should write a book for us when our wives aren't here, and just kind of joking around. And so I was like, you know what? That's that's a good idea. So I wrote this book to be kind of a uh, short, funny, some funny stuff, a little bit of information, but basically a uh, leave behind for the wife with the husband when she's not there to kind of help them know what to do if there's a problem. <laughs> now you tell me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And we now, have, I, I just want to know from you why my vet bill's so high. <laughs> <laughs> well, lots of overhead. <laughs> Jeff has to afford those mules somehow. That's right. That's right. You've got to feed those mules. And John McGraw is with us. He's the co-founder of Equestrian Life and a horse husband and father. Hi, John. How are you, Glenn? I'm good. Hey, I, we have a very special announcement before we get into your, your sordid past. Um, actually, we have uh, sort of made an arrangement, and equestrianlife.com, which is sort of like a Facebook for horse people, has now become the official social networking site for the Horse Radio Network. Yes, and we're, we're very pleased to announce that partnership. And uh, if you want to hear any of Glenn's shows, you can go to equestrianlife.com slash HRN. That's right. And you can see any of the past shows and uh, 
get up to date and make comments about any of the Horse Radio Network shows. Yeah, it's nice to have you guys there. It's nice to build a community around the shows. We've developed quite a uh, listenership for all the shows in the past six months since we started, and we have thousands of people downloading the shows now. So there's actually thousands of people going to be listening to us, believe it or not. Uh, talk about our wives, which which should be interesting, guys, to see if we're all still married after this is done. So <laughs> exactly, I, I have Glenn. This is John McGraw. I have a funny story to tell yep. about that okay. about how I started actually riding and got into this about seven years ago. I went to a horse show with one of my daughters and was sort of criticizing her because she messed up and couldn't remember her course and the jumper course and. She said, oh, Dad, you think this is so much you know, easier than you think. And I said, darling, I think it'll be a lot easier for me to learn how to ride a horse than for you to learn how to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> and as a result, I started riding and uh, have not looked back since. And I'm, I, I love it and try to ride almost every day. And you actually show now, John? I show several times a month and... Um, and you guys do jumpers, right? Um, I do jumpers. Dina does hunters, and the girls do both. So, okay. um, that's great. So we have the classic it, hunter jumper family there. Yeah, we 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 do have the classic hunter jumper family. Uh, at times, compete against each other. Um, Dina always laughs at times. I say, you know, I, I'll go in and ride a hunter every once in a while. And, the only thing I'm concerned about is making sure that I beat her, you know? So, <laughs> so now i got to ask the question. You brought it up. Uh, have you forgotten the course? Uh, you know what? I have, fortunately enough, in the last seven years since I started riding, I have never forgotten a course. So your daughter hasn't had there. that to hold over your head then? No, not at all. <laughs> Knocking on wood right now, of course. Well, you know, it's funny, too, because I'm sure Greg has... Well, let's introduce Greg here before we get chatting. Greg Tryon's the husband uh, to an Olympian and one heck of a serious eventer by the name of Amy Tryon. And Amy's just, uh, she's a sweetheart. She was on the show, uh, on our eventing radio show here a couple weeks ago, and we appreciated that. He has a website at Team Tryon, that's T-R-Y-O-N.com. And, well, Greg, you, you married into this, she was a serious competitor well, you know, then. I always say she had two horses. One was for sale, and the other one wasn't going to do what she wanted and made some silly comment about wanting to go to the Olympics. And I said, well, yeah, don't we all? And I didn't know she <laughs> oh, was serious, no. of course. And <laughs> <laughs> She's been to a couple Olympics, hasn't she? She has. Athens and the Beijing 2008 in Hong Kong. And was wow. a gold medalist at one, right? She was a world champion in part of the world championship team in 2002 and her rest of the World Equestrian Games. She was a team bronze medalist um, in uh, Athens. She unfortunately had a hard bounce in uh, Hong Kong, but, and she was also the individual bronze medalist at the World Equestrian Games in Aachen, Germany in 2006. So how wow. long have you been married now? Uh, a little over 13 years. 13 years, okay. And you both, uh, the, one of the other interesting sidelights to your story is you were both firefighters, right? Correct. Um, I... Basically, that's still what I do. I'm a battalion chief for a fire department in this area, and uh, which is just east of Seattle. And Amy, sort of, uh, after 13 years of being a firefighter in the same department, I sort of said, okay, you're doing three full-time jobs. Can we sort of cut back on one? And I made the mistake of not pointing out the one that actually earns money to keep that. <laughs> <laughs> so Amy has quit being a firefighter then. 
she has, yes. Yeah, okay. She hey. still does some volunteer work for our department, but that's about it. So, Greg, it's gonna. I, I do want to spend some time with you here. What's it? What's it like to be? The we know what it's like on a smaller scale, but our wives aren't traveling around the world to compete. What's it like to be a horse husband for a very competitive wife? Um, I my first joke is usually that um, I've traveled around the world and seen the finest barns, and they all pretty much look alike. <laughs> uh, it, they all it, smell alike too. I mean, yes, they yeah. do. Um, Except for they get really expensive when you start traveling to go see them for some reason. Mm-hmm. But, uh, m- my wife is somebody that, you know, she's always had this dream. She's worked towards it. And it wasn't sort of a dream to go win medals. It was she just wanted to see if she was good enough to be able to compete at that level. And it's one of those things, how, how can you say no to a dream, although it has started to ponder and cross my mind over the last few years, that, wow, this just keeps going. There isn't a stop to it. But it's an amazing thing. It's the... One of my favorite experiences is the first time we went to Europe because our horse had a uh, hot nail when he got chewed, so he missed going to Rolex in 99. Uh, Karen O'Connor says, hey, I'm sending my horse over to uh, uh, badminton. Why don't you bring him along and you can go to Punchestown in Ireland? Okay. So we get over there, and, you know, it's, of course, Biko, the very famous eventing horse that's this amazingly large fantastic animal we get over there and you know the first people i'm meeting are um we haven't seen this horse in a week the horse is you know maintained immaculately is he's happy to see us he's in good shape he's going so somebody that we didn't know who's going to be competing against amy's been taking care of this horse we met the world champion mark todd and world champion blythe tate and it was just like wow, these are amazing people that said, hey, no problem, come with me, we'll get you over there. And That's kind of the entrance into this uh, eventing life. Now, do you travel to all the shows with her, or is just as many as you can? Or uh, it's, it's become the standing joke that I'm now the horse show snob because I only go to four stars and above. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the local one's not so much anymore, so that's, I get the grief I get from that. Yeah, the, the, the booze is better at those. Well, exactly, you know. Um, <laughs> Except for the bounces are a little bit harder at that uh, level, too. But, you yeah. know, it, yeah. I, I try to travel as much as possible. And as I say that, Amy's in California for the last week and a half um, getting her horses ready for the spring season here. So I haven't seen her in that long. So somebody give, give everybody a, a, a clue. She could be gone for a month at a time, right? <laughs> uh, well, a perfect example is um, when last year getting ready for the Olympics, she left middle of January, um, traveled to the East Coast, Florida, um, and stayed with the O'Connors and trained and competed. She came home for about two weeks in May, and her and Karen O'Connor flew to England to continue training over there and try to make the Olympic team, which they were finally identified in July that you're going to be on the Olympic team. She made it home in September. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. So that, <laughs> yeah. that, that's the competitive site right there. Wow. That's nine months. <laughs> uh, yes. So if anything happens, there's a whole lot of explaining to do sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just have a question. How do you pay for all that? Uh, I'm still trying to figure that one out. <laughs> yeah, but Italian oh. chiefs don't make that much money. Yeah, no. no. Um, the, the big thing has been... You know, the wonderful sponsors that we have, 
which is you know mostly in kind. So at least we're not paying for feed um, like LMF and the tax she gets. So we sort of reduced that out of the way. The, the big expenses are literally putting horses on um, airplanes and flying them over to oh, Europe no. or whatever. That gets to be a real challenge. And then the wonderful people we have here at the barn who are take care, taking care of the other horses at home. So it's it's basically Amy jokes about, you know, it's selling anything that isn't nailed down. And she started practicing that apparently when she was very young with her mother going, okay, where did this picture go? Uh, I sold it. You know, that sort of behavior. <laughs> Oh, my. Well, that's yeah. how, it, it, uh, you know, it, it's interesting because we don't often, well, it's funny because I looked your name up, I Googled you. <laughs> oh, God. And, and you know what I found? Everything. Uh, you, on a, uh, you, you own part of one horse, right? Correct. And that's all I found. <laughs> that, that's about it. I mean, I introduced myself, hi, I'm Amy Tryon's husband. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's how <laughs> the process goes. I, I did find one funny picture of you from WAG, from the World Equestrian Games last time. You know which one I'm going to talk about. Yeah, it's taking my boot off. Taking your boot to. off. You couldn't get your boot off. Somebody's trying to pull it off, and the, the caption said you had to have it cut off. Yeah. Yes. Ultimately, we did. It was... Um, <laughs> Steve Teachman, who is the team farrier for the U.S. equestrian team, or the eventing team, uh, loaned me some boots because we didn't quite expect the amount of rain that we got there. And I was, of course, being the horse husband, unprepared. Um, so he loaned me some boots were just a little too small. So off they came by scissors. Well, you know mm. what picture is going to be on this episode, don't you? I have no doubt of it. <laughs> <laughs> there could be worse ones, so I'll stick with that one. So what's the toughest part about being a horse husband, or father, in John's case? Well, I, I, I think from my perspective, I mean, it, it's actually the reason I got to be riding was going to these shows. And you know, it, it, the funny thing I think about riding is that it looks a lot easier when somebody else is doing it than when you have oh, to do sure. it. <laughs> and when I started riding, I used to, you know, I, I, I was far more critical of the, of the girls before I started doing it myself. Because, you know, when you have really good riders, it looks very easy. And um, when you have to end up doing it yourself, it's, it's quite difficult, actually, at times. But... Well, it's funny because you it, talk about being critical of your daughters. That's something that we as boyfriends and then horse husbands learn very quickly. You don't be critical of your wife when she's riding. <laughs> no, no, never. No. <laughs> we all learn that one the hard way, don't we? Yeah. Oh, no, but actually I compete against Dean. Every, like I said, every once in a while, and it, my only goal is to make sure that if, if I ever ride a hunter is to make sure that I beat her. But, um, you know. Jeff. It, it, it makes it fun, especially when you have sort of the great thing about the whole equestrian sport is it, it's irrespective of age and gender and everything like that. And, you know, all things are equal and you all get out there and try to compete. And that that makes a lot of fun. But, you know, being an older guy like myself, it's it's hard to beat those younger kids. you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I should mention, too, that uh, most people know a little bit about me from the shows, but uh, I married into it. I was not a horse person at all. I lived in Amish country, and the only thing we did was swear at horses. When the horse and buggies all the time, we had to pass them in our cars. Uh, so I'll that's bet. pretty much what I knew about horses, and then married into it, and we ended up with a 25-stall boarding stable, and 
Oh, uh, my God. That was the end of that. Got into the tack business and been doing the horse thing ever since. So I uh, I don't wow. ride. I actually drive. Uh, have uh, driven ponies most of my life and enjoy that. I never got into sitting on them. That's something we didn't ask you, Greg. Do you ride at all? I do my obligatory annual trail ride, and my other side <laughs> of it is I can identify that it's a horse nine times out of ten. So. All right, so you know which ends the tail anyway. Correct. Uh, <laughs> so, Jeff, tell us, you, what do you find in your travels as a veterinarian? Are most horse husbands into it, or are most of them just rolling their eyes most of the time? Or You know, I... I, I... Was thinking of kind of the classic example as everybody was talking there. It, you know, the thing that, that that always kills me, and you see this happening and starting to develop, is that you know the wife uh, decides that you know it's her life dream to have a horse, and then you have the horse, or the daughter gets the horse, and and then they get kind of you know maybe they get a used you know modest trailer and they get started. Well, all of a sudden you know it all develops and. Now that horse, you know, that horse isn't quite up to what the daughter or the wife is, you know, really able to do. And they need that fancier horse to go to the next level. And then that comes with a fancier trailer. And then that comes with maybe a more well-known trainer. And the whole thing just spirals out of control. But uh, all I can think is, like, as I hear you guys talking about, is like, I'm sure you've been down that exact road. So... Um, I think we all have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, you just you, you just see it get started. And you just think you just think, oh, this guy has no idea what he's in for, <laughs> and I know exactly what he's in for. So, what's one of the worst or funniest? I don't know what to ask you. What's one of the situations where the horse husband was there and the wife wasn't, and it was just a total disaster in the making? You know, you get a lot of them where uh, often wives and daughters have a whole different opinion of, like, what is a severe illness or injury. You know, a little scratch um, may be a severe thing to them, and the husband is like, oh, you know, that's no big deal. I'll, I'll wait. We don't need to call the Yeah, because and we're then... thinking about the bill. You know? <laughs> we have one thing in mind, the bill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's always after hours, you know, so that's more expensive. Right. But, um, you know, I, I think a common one is where the, uh, you know, where the, the wife gets home and just has a fit because the veterinarian get, get called and there's, you know, some tiny little scratch that you, you have to kind of find or ask where it's at right. um, to be, you know, to be able to find it when you get there as a veterinarian. But, uh, you know, I, one of my favorites, though, was uh, uh, a lady who I've known for a long, long time, and she... Uh, she went off with her girlfriends for the weekend, and the husband had a bunch of, uh, for some reason, she'd been making apple pies or something, and it had a bunch of apple rinds. And so the husband's looking at this bucket of apple rinds, and he's like, well, you know, I'll feed that to the horse. And, of course, you know, colic and, you know, a couple of bills later, he, he's in big trouble. He was pretty much sleeping in the barn at that point. <laughs> and, and, and often, the, you know, the, the wife would just as soon bring the horse in and put the husband in the barn. So, yeah, that's yeah much I'm true. sure you guys have been yeah. down that road. <laughs> yeah. I've never actually I, had I, to sleep in the barn, though. I, I can't say that. Yeah. Yeah, he's often the one to have to pay those vet bills. I'm always like, ah, he'll, you know, he'll be fine, or she'll be fine in a couple of days, you know. Yeah, they'll <laughs> get over it. <laughs> yeah, that never really flies. You know, I, I have another husband who, uh, whenever I, I call, you know, she calls me, and then I call back, and I talk to him, and he's like, well, you know, it, you know, I think it's doing a lot better. It doesn't seem that lame anymore and stuff, and you, and you hear her yelling in the background, and then she takes over the phone, and, you know, of course, it's not better, and you need to come out immediately, and, 
just a whole different, uh, just a whole different outlook, a whole different interpretation of how bad things are. Well, I do have a general question for you because you've been doing this a long time, and mm-hmm. it, this is something I think every hus- horse husband wants to know: Are women getting worse about wanting to call the vet for every little thing? Is that changed <laughs> over the years? Yeah. Can you promise me that no clients are listening <laughs> to this show? <laughs> I guarantee that nobody from Colorado listens. Right. <laughs> you know. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I don't know if it's worse. Oh, he's hedging this just, one big time. Yeah, yeah, and I'm dodging <laughs> the question. I, you know, yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> they, I think that there's, there's more, so much awareness about everything that's in, and, oh, well, here's the, here's the problem. Here's the problem. It's the Internet, is that people, uh, nine times out of ten, by the time you show up to treat whatever problem it is, they've been on the Internet. And they've already diagnosed it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're sure that it's going to die because the Internet completely alarms people. Right. You know, it goes through this whole scenario and then, you know, it's going to die. So you get out there for something that is actually often, you know, not that big of a deal and fairly easily handleable. And they're just, they're crying. They're sure that it's going to die. And it's the Internet. I totally blame the Internet. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I'm just the opposite. I'm like, do we have to call the vet? Uh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be fine in a couple of days, or <laughs> yeah. a couple of weeks. Yeah. Now, Greg, you can't get well. away with that though, because you're dealing with Olympic level horses. You're calling the vet. That and that's exactly. And actually, it's my wife has gotten so good at. It, she's convinced me that we have to fly a um, the farrier in because it's cheaper to pay a good farrier to do the horse than it is the vet, which is she's absolutely correct. Oh so. no! Wait a minute. <laughs> you actually fly the on, on an airplane? Uh, yeah, we do. Um, it's one of those that the, uh, the the shoeing of these horses has gotten to be such an art and science. I mean, literally, oh, yeah. Nike is making shoes for horses now. So it's the the ability to understand what the sport is, understand horses, and then understand the specific horse. The the team farrier for the United States Equestrian Team has. Um, is, is an artist. He's, he's not just, you know, a technician in his job. He's truly an artist, and he's trained through sort of a journeyman process, a number of vets around the country, and one of the guys, he, he's now moved east to be with the girl of his dreams, so we have to fly him back home <laughs> about every five weeks because... Oh and no, we I'm not even going to ask barn. what that bill is. Yeah, we <laughs> shared a bunch amongst, a bunch amongst the horses. Yeah, I can speak English here well. Um, and But it's ultimately it is cheaper because once you try to start diagnosing lameness and everything else, it's like, you know, you got five people standing there. Well, I see it in that leg. Well, no, I see it in that. And so it just the time just starts adding up quickly. So it's, it's cheaper in the long run. You better be painting uh, murals on the horse's hooves. for. Oh, my God, I tell you. It, it's, it's a racket. <laughs> All right, what I have here, guys, this will guide our conversation for the, the remainder of the show. I have the 10 most common things that irritate horse husbands about horse wives. Now, I actually put this list together, and my wife helped me. So, Because we were in the tack business for a long time. We saw a lot of things. Uh, you know, we saw it. You see it from the Jeff from the vet side. We saw it from the from the tax side, from having sure. a store. So, sure. um, we got we got to see some interesting things too. So, number one on the list I have, and we can discuss these as we go, is the biggest has to be that they keep the barn spotless and could care less about the house. Mm. Uh, my my wife's a classic at that. She she could care less if the house became a total pigsty. It the barn is spotless. 
but the house never gets any attention at all. So I learned very quickly if the house was going to get cleaned, I had to do it. I, am I alone in this one? My wife is too much excessive compulsive on that one. The, the girls in the barn actually for the annual Christmas present for her is get her a broom because, and it's not for flying, it is solely for sweeping. So <laughs> she's, she's heavy on that. Mind you how she cleans things is it's, if it's out of sight, it's clean. doesn't mean that it's actually organized or anything. It's just out of sight. Mm-hmm. Well, the joke of the uh, equine practitioners groups is always the, uh, the trailer house beside the immaculate monster barn. So you yes, know, there they you go. just don't care where they live. Yeah. That's right. It, it is true. So we can all agree that that's pretty much a good generalization. Oh, and the oh, cars yeah. are always usually that way, too. Oh, yeah. Horse women's cars, i got to say, they need to do better on that one. <laughs> all I don't understand is why my clothes get destroyed, but all the horse stuff, all the, the competition clothing is immaculately kept. It's taken to the dry cleaners, but... My stuff is, ah, it's, don't worry, that horse is chewing on it. It's not a big deal. He likes yeah. it. <laughs> hey. Yes, I, I, I couldn't agree with that more. The car situation is an absolutely nightmare in our house. I mean, between the dogs, the horse stuff, and everything else, there is, you know, our cars, if the Department of Health came over, we'd be certainly arrested. <laughs> well, and it's funny, when you go to a horse show, if you look at the cars, you know, and I'm not generalizing this. If you look at the cars, eight out of ten are just completely filled with junk, and <laughs> most of it, you know, there are more hor- uh, breeches and you know shirts and wraps saddles and saddle pads, and, and, <laughs> and they're all oh, just yeah. in there in a heap. <laughs> yes. and, and I, I have to think I'm not the only one that on, on this call that has the dogs that include and all that stuff. Oh, so, no, oh yeah, not. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they're yeah. usually going to the horse show. Right. Yeah. They're the oh, yeah. children. Yeah, usually <laughs> right. Jack Russell. Yeah. Right, yeah. I, yeah. We had the Jack Russells, too, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, so the second one I have on the list is feed the horses on time every day with the best grain and supplements, costing hundreds of dollars, and lucky if they can cook a can of soup. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have to give I, my I, wife I, credit. I, she has learned to cook meatloaf she does great meatloaf so when, whenever there's meatloaf to be cooked she does it now i like to cook so that helps i mean i do like to cook but Glenn, i'm with you I, I like to cook too so we're okay there but but in, in a pinch our local grocery store has a great deli, deli? <laughs> <laughs> so do olympic eventers cook uh uh, frozen peas in the microwave. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the status. Thankfully, I like to cook, and so the kitchen is my space in that regards. But there's, God bless, you know, my mother-in-law could have at least taught her how to cook. But then again, I've also had my mother-in-law cook, so, you know, I understand where it came from. I'm going to be in trouble now. For yeah, sure. we just yeah. made the mother-in-law mad there. Yeah, oh, there we go. That might be worse than the wife. Uh, yes. <laughs> Jeff, you're being awful quiet on this one. Tell, tell us that your wife is a great cook. My wife is a great cook. Oh, uh, she may not be as serious of a horsewoman as uh, the rest of yours. So, um, no, she's a very good cook. And my mother-in-law's a good cook, too. So He's just go. saying yeah. that to annoy us. I I, <laughs> well, she, she's a little less serious in the, uh, in the horse riding arena probably than everybody else. So right. that probably helps a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's good we all like to cook. Do you think we learned to like to cook because we had a necessity? Or did you guys like to cook beforehand? And mine was my mom. She she taught me that. So yeah, mine was too, actually. 
And, and mine too. I actually, I've always enjoyed cooking, so. All right, so we, we'll leave that one go because we like it, so we can't really complain about it. Too much. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we'd probably rather not have them in the kitchen. So. True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, now the third one is something that if there's any horse husbands actually listening to this show, which we'll see if the wives let them, um, there's something you learn when you're a retailer in the horse world, and it, that is a good 60 to 70% of women in the horse world have secret credit cards their husbands don't know about. <laughs> And that's for shopping at the tax shops. Now, you might think I'm kidding, but that is the honest-to-God truth. And they'll tell us that when they're checking out. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, so I, so, uh, I, uh, so there you guys go. You can be checking out the uh, secret credit cards. Uh. Well, <laughs> I, I wish it was secret because then I wouldn't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be well, helpful to me. The thing I, I have to admit, since, since I ride, I'm, I'm probably as bad as Dina when it comes to that, so... <laughs> So you don't even have to have uh, secret ones. You just no. Yeah. I, I'm actually probably worse than she is. She's like, why do you buy a new bridle? And the bridle was fine, you know. And so, well, there's uh, one I don't even have written down. It goes along with the credit card thing. Is that we also usually end up doing the account, the uh, paying the bills and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> sure that's your, your case, Greg, too. Very much so. <laughs> one, yeah. she has to be home to pay the bills, but the other one is that it just sort of. It happens magically. I know when I'm gone, the bills get paid, so it must be fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a veterinarian, it always amazes me of the uh, the amount of supplements that some horses get. You know, I, uh, it's just between the horse magazines and the Internet, you know, there's so many things that women are convinced they need to get for these horses. And over the years, I've done some work for the uh, some of the local horse rescues in the area, and we've actually seen horses that had developed problems from having too many supplements. Oh, I believe you know, that. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. I worked for a very large company that sold supplements, and uh, I believe I believe that I believe that th- that we are. Uh, I think, as a general rule, we're over supplementing our horses at this point. Oh yeah, I'm glad to yep. hear a veterinarian actually say it. Yeah, well, we actually, I remember a specific horse that was actually laying down extra bone in his foot because he was getting. And we went through the supplement thing, and it was like, oh my gosh, you know, it's just completely messed up because there was just so much. Well, yeah. I, 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 from from my perspective, I, I mean, we we give our horses more vitamins than we give our kids, so I, 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 I <laughs> the priority I sort of sometimes wonder about all that, you know. Smart Pack, oh, yeah. has, Smart and, pack and, has and, been. And the... my kids, my kids are a lot less lame than my horses. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, that's a good line, actually. Wife, I like though, that. So. <laughs> Of course, uh, the, the fourth one I have on the list is absent most evenings and all weekends. Uh, I think we can pretty much say that's true. And, Greg, we're not even going to talk about that one yeah. because you just have us all just wet. <laughs> I, I'm oh, going to add months to that, not yeah. just uh, the weeks and weekends. <laughs> I think I don't feel bad about it anymore. <laughs> hey, marriage therapy helps. It, it's, it's a big difference, so I can tell you that much. <laughs> you must go separately. Well, you know, <laughs> my phone works just as well sometimes, so probably a little safer, too. <laughs> I wonder, too, and I, you know, I never even thought about this till you brought it up. Maybe you know traveling in those circles. Is divorce a problem with, with, uh, with that level of rider any more than, than anybody else? Well, I can't speak for anybody else, but I do know um, it was pretty interesting coming back when Amy went to her first Olympics in Athens and the, the riders all got together like two months later in Washington, D.C. to go meet the president with the rest of the Olympic team. And, and 
they get there and they're they're sort of sitting like after the event and they're just sort of talking and it just sort of comes out and the stress of the competition they they sort of all realized had put so much stress on their personal relationships because they'd been so focused for the last six months on this that you know they and they were like what you're you know you're having challenges too and well yeah and and so it sort of just opened up and there was kind of like this sigh of relief and like oh, wow, okay, it isn't just me, and they started talking about the things they could do to make it better. So I, clearly being gone, if you haven't learned how to talk, it, that's a problem. And I think I imagine that any level of competition or, where you're so focused, um, as Amy says, it's the most narcissistic thing that I do is compete at this level. And, you know, there's, there's some validity to that and some things I've had to learn how to, how to talk and some things just to let roll off my back, and it's okay. Right, you know, the, I, I can I can appreciate that. It's it's they're they're addicted to horses anyway. Yeah. So you know, just taking it to that next level, that super that super level, I can I can just imagine. Commonly known as obsessive compulsive disorder, I think, but that, that I'm, <laughs> I'm not a psychologist, so. I think we no, should but, add equine in the front of that equine. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Disorder. We just invented a new one. There we go. <laughs> That's Bloody a new office. book, Jeff. Yeah. You know, I was, I was remembering the last time I was on your show, there were two women on with me, yes. and they really hit me up about the horse divorce. You know, like, yeah. is that more of a common thing? And I really had to skirt the issue. They were, just, they were ready to go. You yeah. know? <laughs> All right, number five, horse laundry in the washer with horse hair everywhere. That one gets to me. When she puts the horse blankets in the washing machine, and then I wash the next batch of clothes, and they're covered in horse hair. It just gets, that one gets to me for some reason. You don't want a suit job. No, no, exactly. Exactly. I don't know. Am I, am I the only one that gets bugged by that? Oh, no, 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 no. We, we had to buy separate washers and dryers for the barn just because of that problem. And, again, that goes with the whole, the horse stuff gets treated a little better than the personal laundry <laughs> yeah. does, which is a little annoying. <laughs> yeah, we, we've, we've agreed in the same thing. We, we have separate washers and dryers at the barn as opposed to the house. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but it still seems that the saddle pads sneak into the house washing machine. <laughs> I, have a, I have a little different situation as a veterinarian. My wife actually complains about me because she, you open up the dryer and, like, needles from my pocket have yes. gone everywhere. Yeah. So, you know, it's a little different situation. Yeah. In there, too, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and one I don't have on the list, but that just reminded me, is how many saddle pads does a person need? It seems like they collect saddle pads. Saddle pads seem to be the boon, the thing that they just hold on to. You just end up with tons of them. And you, Greg, you're, get, you're giving them saddle or they're giving saddle yes. pads all the time, so you have, like, tons of them. Absolutely. And, of course, and, you know, plug sponsors away, but, you know, Fleeceworks does a wonderful job of keeping her in these things, but she goes through them left and right. And it's, it's sort of the thing she gives away, and the, and the funny part is it's like, a gift of gold to some people it's you know you you could have given them a horse they were like yeah okay but i want the you know the saddle pad and no yeah I, you run into them constantly well the next one on the list is a more we'll get a more serious here and then we'll go back to goofy um and, and this one i had to deal with too because uh greg my wife was a lower level of enter when i met her and was for mm-hmm. a long time after that she was a pony clubber and all that stuff uh, is watching cross-country and broken bones. My wife has broken almost every bone in her body at least once and some several times. 
So, you know, I have a funny story about that. You know, it's funny because, you know, we hear about people falling off, and you talked about your wife bouncing, and I know, John, your wife told me that she just took a bad spill. Right. Um, but, the, I, you know, they we always usually get hurt on the ground more than we do when riding, you know, as horse people. One day I went off to work, and I came back from work, and she had a cast on her arm. And I said, well, what the heck happened? And she said, well, I was leading your pony out to the field, and the dog spooked. And this is a little 12-hand pony or 12-, 13-hand <laughs> pony. Dog spooked the pony, pony spooked, ran into her. She fell over, and she put her hand out, broke her arm. She finished doing the barn, drove herself to the hospital, got it set, got the cast on, came home, never, never called me. I came home, there was the cast, you know, so they get so used to it. Do you ever get used to watching your wife do cross country and do, or in your case, John, do, you know, do uh, stadium courses? Well, you know, I mean, Adina got hurt last Saturday or Sunday. We were riding together and, you know, the horse spooked and she fell off and we're off to the emergency room. It's sort of a regular occurrence at the house here. So, (laughs) you know, I, I don't know. I, if you get used to it or it's just sort of part of your daily life. For me, it's, you know, I've gotten to the point of this is something she loves to do. So, you know, we should all be so happy if something serious happens that you're doing what you love to do. Um, at the same time, it's a bit of a challenge, especially the, what happens afterwards because it starts to affect your life with back injuries and knee injuries and all that other stuff. It starts to add up and you, you wonder what toll it's going to have down the road here. Well, and the other way it affects horse husbands is if you're in a situation like we were, where we had a, a big, you know, a fairly large farm. We had about 20, 25 horses there. <laughs> Guess yep. who ends up cleaning the barn yep. and doing the feedings? And... <laughs> now, I've got to give her credit, Jennifer credit, though. You know, even with broken bones, she was out there the next day in the barn. You know, that's th- the way it is. Oh, yeah. That's the only prenuptial my wife and I have is I don't do stalls. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good prenup. And God bless her, she's kept to it, so I can't complain too much. (laughs) No, no, you can't complain about that one. That is one of the things that I I didn't look forward to because I had seen her broken a few times, and, uh, you know, we've seen students fall off and all of that kind of thing, and it's not something that uh, any of us looks forward to. Uh, But, you know, they ride, and, and stuff happens. And Big animal, my, it's going to happen. Yeah. Exactly. And my dear wife is not the best of patients. That's where I kind of look less fondly towards the injuries is, okay, the initial injury, we'll get to that. It's the recovery period because she's not a pleasant patient. Oh, you, you no, just let me I, I, <laughs> Go ahead. I experienced the same thing. Dina fell off this week on Valentine's, and we were in the emergency room. Oh, on Valentine's Day? Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, there you and, go. And, you know, now we've examined the injury numerous times, and, you know. At least she was doing something she loved. <laughs> <laughs> and it got Just you off the hook together. for Valentine's Day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I said this bucks on dinner that night, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have on the number seven on the list. Won't go to the doctor for herself, but will call the vet in the blink of an eye. No, oh, absolutely. Oh. 100%. Oh, geez. You know, I cannot get her to go to the doctor. You know, she could be dying. She won't go to the doctor. But if her horse looked half that bad, she would have called 10 days ago. Yes. No, I, I always I, I I said this earlier. I, I I think we should just have the vet live with us. You know, a <laughs> cheaper and you know, I want to sit in the room and every time the horse looked like he was unsound or one of the horses, we could you know, 
Jeff's wife would probably ha- like to have him live with one of the clients at times. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, there's so many times when you, uh, you know, you show up to take care of the horse, and, and the, usually the wife is injured, and you know the horse may not be that big of a deal, but you spend half your time encouraging her that she does need to go to the doctor, and she needs to call her <laughs> husband, and you know, let him know what's going on. So. As the bone is sticking out of her arm, and exactly. <laughs> Yes. They are tough, though. we got to give our horse wives credit. They are tough cookies. Extremely oh, tough. They definitely I, are. I, I have to laugh about that. I, I, I say I, I've become much more of a, you know, I studied finance in college, but I've become much more of a, a, a medic, interested in medicine since the horses. You know, I inject them. I do all these things. I give them the legend <laughs> and adequan. And I know much more about medicine than I ever thought I would have known when I went to college. You know? Or ever wanted to know. <laughs> or way more than I ever wanted to know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We got three more to cover here. Uh, isn't it amazing how all the bath towels seem to have suspicious slobber stains on them? <laughs> You know, there's all those horse towels in the barn, and I don't know if you guys have run into this. When you run a smaller operation, for some reason, the the towels seem to always come in with suspicious stains on them, uh, and end up back in the back in the bathroom. That's oh, I absolutely agree with that. I don't know it's from the dogs, the kids, the horses. What, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm the op. And then I'm in the opposite situation. I'm always bringing a, a towel. My wife's like, where's that towel? And I've always used it for some call, bringing it in from the truck. And that, that doesn't go over well at all. No, no, probably doesn't. <laughs> especially, especially the things you get into. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> John, do you board or do you, uh, do you have horses at home? We have. We, we actually own a farm, and then we actually have some of our horses at a boarding stable. So we, we have both, so. So you'll appreciate the next one, and that is Christmas morning. The horses have to be fed before any gifts are opened. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> what do the kids think of that? Well, I'm, I'm usually trying to rouse the teenagers out of bed to help, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, oh, they love to ride them, but actually taking care of them, that's a whole different story. You know? Right. <laughs> Right. Well, that's the the one day that the barn help gets off. So you know, Amy's working the barn, so I'm usually at, I've decided I just go to work at the fire station and call it good. <laughs> yeah. You want to you always want to make sure you're working on a Monday, right? <laughs> yep. Yes. And that's usually an adventure's day off, isn't it? Monday. They have days off. I haven't figured that okay, one out yet. Oh, there so. you go. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that was a dumb statement. Sorry about that. You know, my, my silly thing is, oh, I'm just going to go groom the horse. Oh, great. Okay. I'm expecting 15, 20 minutes later, and it's two, three hours later. That's my challenge. So, well, there's the next one. That's, that's the next one I had. You're good. That's the <laughs> next one I had in line is they never leave on time for any function. You cannot yeah. get them to be out on time. That's oh, that's that, that is a constant hassle on in our household about. Well, I just I had to feed the horses. I have to take care of the horses. You know. Yep, and you're late for the function. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then I, I'm made late because the horsewomen are late, and they call me at the last minute right before something comes up. It's always like right when you're on your way to the airport, or right when you're on to a dinner party. So. How do you I ever get, have a life, Jeff? You know, it, that, it's tough. Um, I, I've always worked with one other person, so literally for 21 years I've been on call every other weekend, every other night, and uh, that, that does wear a little bit. My wife gets a little aggravated with that. Yeah, so. like right now I'm surprised that you haven't been called out in the hour we've been on. <laughs> yeah, I'm 
not on call tonight. Well, that's good. (laughs) All right, before we get to the last one, which I think is a classic for all of us horse husbands, I wanted to mention, uh, we wanted to thank one of our sponsors, The Barn Works. If you need print advertisement for your local trade magazine or how about the Omnibus if you're an inventor? If you want tastefully designed graphics that represent the professionalism of your business, we suggest you contact The Barn Works. They're good people over there. It's a small marketing firm that knows design, horses, and how to put them together and bring new business to your front door. The design team at The Barn Works works hard to listen to your needs and deliver graphics, logos, web designs that are timely, contemporary, and elegant. For a preview of their work, visit thebarnworks.com. Not only do they deliver quality service, but they can do it on whatever budget you have to work with. So they're, as I said, they're good folks over there. We like working with them. We've had them do some of our artwork, and they actually did our logo for the Stable Scoop show, which everybody seems to like. So that's the Barnworks Marketing Services for questions like you. 978-468-5167. That's 978-468-5167 or thebarnworks.com. Okay, guys, the last one for this show is that all gifts for any occasion must come from a tack shop, or we get that <laughs> are you serious look. <laughs> How many times have we made that mistake, trying to buy him jewelry or trying to do something that we thought was extra special, and you know darn well they would have rather had something from the tack shop? Well, we're fortunate enough that we have a, a jeweler that goes to all the horse shows, so I can kind of get two bangs for my buck. Mm. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, but my wife does not wear jewelry that much. I, th- I think, you know, well, because... You, Glenn, you are lucky. I know. I think I am lucky <laughs> on that one. She would rather have, you know, a new uh, pair of riding boots than, than jewelry. That, that's for sure. That's my dearest has gone through two wedding rings, so, I mean, yeah, she's a little hard on jewelry, so I think I've stopped buying the jewelry stuff just because of that. <laughs> yeah, that's usually the horse woman thing. They're afraid that they're going to lose it or get caught up in it. So yeah, they, right, exactly. Often they're I mean, not into it. And, and often they do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would actually I would prefer act- that she didn't wear her diamond uh, engagement ring to the barn, you know? Uh, that was always a preference of mine. But, you know, when I owned a tax shop, I was grateful Great for that. For that. You know, I, I was really grateful for the fact that uh, that all the gifts had to come from the tax shop. Yeah, I bet. Right off, you know, you got to test out the equipment and stuff. So, all right, guys. Well, we've spent, uh, believe it or not, we've spent uh, almost fifty minutes on this subject, <laughs> and uh, I do appreciate you all being on. I wanted to tell everybody. Hang on here one second. I wanted to uh, tell everybody, remind everybody that next week the wives get to take their revenge on us. Um, I, I don't think Amy's going to be on. I think she's down competing. But I do know that that uh, John's wife's going to be on. So, <laughs> so no, good luck with that. My wife, unfortunately. So, <laughs> so they get to get their revenge next week. Uh, we also wanted to mention two of the other shows we do on the Horse Radio Network: the Eventing Radio Show. It's uh, we actually this week did a show on uh, with Rusty Lowe, who is the safety coordinator for Rolex. And Dr. Catherine Cohn, who we hope is someone that <coughs> that uh, that Amy Tryon doesn't visit uh, at Rolex. She's the chief veterinarian. Uh, She's so, an amazing so, vet. Yes, and we hope that she doesn't have to run into Rusty or Catherine at all at the show. That Thank would be you. a good good day, right? Yeah. Uh, are you coming out this year to Rolex? Yes. Okay, good. Well, hopefully we'll see you there. We'll be doing daily shows from there, actually, oh, good. for the for the eventing show. So we'll get you on. We'll have the horse husband perspective. 
Um, so that's on eventingradio.com. You can check that out. It was an interesting conversation with both of them. And then the, two, uh, the 2010 radio show, all about the world equestrian games, we took a look at the sport of para-equestrian, and we had somebody that, uh, that the Tryons also probably know. We had Missy Ronshausen on. She, she is uh, an eventer, but also the U.S. team coach for the U.S. para-equestrian team. So she spent some time talking to us about that. Uh, so uh, you can visit our show notes and see all the links for today's show. And we also wanted to mention, go over to equestrianlife.com, our new uh, partner and our new social network. Sign up at Equestrian Life. It's like Facebook, only it's for horse people. It's got lots of cool stuff that Facebook doesn't have for horse people. So check that out at equestrianlife.com. See, I got the plug in there. Uh, thank you Len. we appreciate that no problem and uh you can give us feedback just stop over to our website at stablescoop.com hit the contact at the button at the top we'd love to hear feedback from the horse husbands out there where we right where we wrong what we miss uh we do not want to hear from the wives so don't bother we just don't want to hear <laughs> and uh we want to also thank our sponsors at the barn works well guys it's been fun thank you we, we should make this an annual event Sure. Uh, sort of like a reunion. That is, if, if we survive this one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got to work through the 12 steps and all. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, Jeff, you keep doing your vet thing out there in Colorado. You live in a beautiful part of the country. Yeah, it's a nice spot. <clears throat> You're right outside. You're in the hills right outside of Denver, right? Right, exactly. Well, that's wonderful. And, John, I know you live in paradise over there near San Fran. Yeah, in Northern California, we're, it's beautiful out here now. We've stopped the rain, so it's gorgeous. Well, great. We appreciate you being on. And, Greg, it was neat to get the perspective of a professional horse husband uh, <laughs> who lives up in the great northwest in the middle of Rain Central. I'm not quite sure why. but Because uh, it's beautiful. It really is. Hey, and I also wanted to say on the behalf of all of us, we thank you for what you do for your real job. I appreciate that. Uh, very kind of you. Yeah, we appreciate you being a firefighter and being out there really risking your life. I have one more question for you, Greg. Was it more dangerous for her being a firefighter or riding an event horse? <laughs> um, I would say riding an event horse because with being a firefighter, you get to control a few more things versus being with a horse. It's a live animal, and it can have its opinions at inopportune times. So. Right. Well, when she was doing both, that was like the double. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You're, uh, you're testing fate a little So. All right, guys. Well, next week we get to hear our wives... Uh, whine about us so uh, <laughs> we'll see y'all appreciate you being on